Whether you believe in it or not, religion is a large driving force around the world. Though it still influences a lot of the laws that we have in place today, and its impact is bigger in certain areas. In the early 1800s, religion was kind of it. It was an all-encompassing culture and belief system. Sometimes, religion inspired people to do great things, selfless things. But other times, the voice of God encouraged wrath instead. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to explore the tale of the Mary Russell, a ship that was brought to shore with a slain crew when the captain experienced a bout of religious delusions and paranoia in 1828. I do like to try to be considerate when it comes to belief systems, and I understand that not everyone shares my beliefs, so I want to be upfront about a few things before we go into this. As I've said before, I am not religious in any way, and I will be telling this story from a completely secular viewpoint. So if that makes you uncomfortable, I do just want you to be aware of it in advance. I'm not here to speak on what anyone does or does not believe, but I think that you'll find this story goes well beyond a simple prayer or a day at church. When there's a pile of dead bodies and someone says, God made me do it, I just kind of have to wonder what happened there. This episode will focus on mental health, cognitive bias, and the role that religion sometimes plays during mental health episodes. But I will say that it is one truly interesting story all the same, so... I think you still might like it. The day was June 26, 1828, when the Mary Russell, captained by esteemed Captain William Stewart, arrived back in the docks. All around the area, people were sharing shocked whispers and gossiping like crazy. The rumor was that the ship was full of dead bodies, an entire crew slain without reason. At least, no one knew the reason at the time. After talking with Captain William Stewart, an interesting story would come to light. According to Captain Stewart, the ship and crew had picked up an unexpected guest along the way. The man was known as Captain James Rains, and... As a general fun fact, I had to go back and re-record this episode because I accidentally put James Rayner like the StarCraft character. <laughs> but anyway, he had a fairly questionable reputation, to put it lightly. It is true that he was once considered to be quite competent and skilled, but recent years had led him down a darker path. These days... James Raines began to start and end his days by looking down a brown bottle, and his drunken reputation had spread far and wide. Formerly the first mate aboard another ship, he was now a drunk who was fired over his conduct. Reluctantly, Captain Stewart agreed to help Captain Raines catch a ride home. And then... Something strange happened. 
everything was going on like it should have, but one night, Captain Stewart had a strange and upsetting dream. He dreamt that Captain Rains was planning a mutiny aboard his ship. While some would have ignored the dream, thinking it little more than, you know, a dream, or simply chalked it up to nerves with the stranger aboard, Captain Stewart took it more seriously than that. He believed that the dream was a sign from God. And then he got a visit from humanity's good friend, cognitive bias. Confirmation bias is a form of cognitive bias where your brain actively seeks out information to support your personal belief system. While it can seem credible because of how our brains seek and retain that information, it's almost always misleading. Unless you're Harry Potter trailing Malfoy because he's the son of Death Eaters and a general nightmare, and you just so happen to be right that he is up to no good, you'll find that this kind of bias gets you into more trouble than anything. Overall, it's kind of limiting. If you'll remember, Ron and Hermione even told Harry to tone it down because he was actively seeking out the evidence against Malfoy. Yes, he happened to be right, but that isn't always the case. It's fiction, and while fiction is fun, it isn't always indicative of what to expect in reality. In this case, Captain Stewart had the belief that Captain Rains was up to no good, and with this bias in place, he started to see the evidence everywhere, which just fueled his paranoia like crazy. He didn't like the fact that James Rains would hang out with the crew instead of him, and he especially didn't like the fact that they would frequently speak in Gaelic, a language that Stuart did not speak himself. In his mind, they were sharing secrets and talking behind his back like a group of catty girls. Or boys, anybody can be catty. But knowing that Reigns had nothing to lose, Stuart convinced himself that Reigns had plans to become a pirate and was going to turn the crew against him and steal his ship. This was worsened when one of the crew members asked to learn more about celestial navigation. Maybe they just wanted to improve their skills, but he thought this was suspicious. And when another person asked if they thought that Reigns was a competent navigator, he got really nervous. In his mind, they were feeling everything out to see if they could carry on with James Reigns instead of him, and it only got worse from there. He continued to look for his evidence, and everywhere he looked, he saw it. In his own mind, his crew was secretly turning against him, and then he started to really slip off the edge. Before long, he was sleeping armed, convinced that somebody was coming to kill him. To calm himself, he actually forced his most trusted crew to sleep on the ground in his cabin, and then he really lost it. He became convinced that he would need to ensure that the crew could not sail without him. He threw out the logbooks, the navigational charts, and anything else that would assist them in getting home, basically. 
And when there was nothing left to calm his paranoia, he finally took aggressive action. After his first mate, a man named William Smith grabbed parts to fix a lamp, which seems pretty normal. Captain Stewart ordered his trusted few to tie the first mate up. The crew was pretty uneasy, knowing that the law would take issue if there was not just cause, but they actually convinced William to agree to be tied up, which he did to keep the peace. After essentially abducting William, Captain Stewart demanded that the sails be rolled up to slow the progress of the ship. He, in his own mind, said he had a plan to get off and go on a different ship if one were to come by. No one knew what was going on, but it was the captain's orders, so they did it. With the help of three apprentices, Captain Stewart called the crew below deck one at a time. Several of them just seemed to flat out disappear, but finally... One of them had the good sense to stop on the stairs when he saw his captain there with a gun. It was then that the captain's paranoia well and truly broke, and he made the accusations that he was waiting to make. Convinced that the captain had lost his mind, the man called Howes fled with Stuart blindly firing after him. Unfortunately, he didn't get far, and before long, more of the crew were tied up. They remained there all night, and by morning, they had made solid progress towards loosening the ropes in hopes of escaping. Howes managed to flee again, this time being shot several times, but he actually managed to hide among the cargo. Captain Stewart thought that he shot him to death, but he actually managed to stay hidden. So, a lot was going on, to say the least. The captain and his three apprentices, who he had promised wealth and privilege for their good deeds, now had the crew tied up and at their mercy once again. It was then that Captain Stewart realized something completely sensible. And by that, I mean, not at all. He decided that if God believed that his crew was innocent, another ship, or something, or someone, would have come by to stop him. Since that didn't happen... He took this as an indication that God approved of his decision to kill the crew for their mutiny. You know, the one that he imagined in his head that was clearly not going on, probably. Captain Stewart walked through the room with a crowbar and bludgeoned the crew to death. Then he went back through with an axe for good measure. When he was done, he forced the apprentices to make him a giant meal and enjoyed a nice smoke. You know, like a sane person does after killing 
everybody around them. Eventually, Captain Stewart and his crew managed to flag down another vessel with the intent to ask for help. When he spoke with the other captain, Stewart told him about how brave and incredible he was to take down his own crew, fully expecting this guy to be on his side. Stewart requested that the new captain and his men help to find Howes aboard the boat, the guy who he had shot and lost track of. And because the story just can't get any more wild, when they did find him and bring him out alive despite being shot three times, Captain Stewart told Howes that he believed that he was innocent now because God spared him. These two boats, fitted with some of the crew from the new ship, made their way back, and this was when Captain Stewart's paranoia began again. He did not trust anyone and didn't think that anybody was on his side, presumably because he had just killed a lot of people. The captain repeatedly tried to throw himself overboard, and he actually succeeded, but he was brought to the authorities anyway by a fishing vessel. Obviously, there is just so much to unpack here. Everyone fully believed that the captain was in the wrong. They knew he wasn't right in the head, but at the same time, this man had a long and successful career behind him with no previous issues. It was bizarre, and the court struggled to find the right approach with this. In the end, they tried to find him both guilty and legally insane, but the law didn't support it. Finally, they gave him not guilty by reason of insanity and sentenced him to life in various asylums until the day that he died. To this day, no one knows what truly happened aboard the ship. But what really got me was that the courts and people closest to the ordeal seemed to share his belief that God was behind everything somehow, that he let it happen for a reason, and that maybe these guys actually were bad people. Now, if you were to ask me, a couple hundred years later, the captain suffered a psychotic break that manifested in line with his own religious beliefs, and that isn't terribly uncommon. The overlap between religion and bouts of psychosis is something that we have seen fairly consistently throughout history. Sometimes people just cling to what they know, even when their minds kind of fall off the rails. It might be religion, the idea of magic, a family belief, or even an extreme political view. Extreme psychosis can wear many different faces, and in this case, it chose God. I still don't know what happened to the apprentices, but if it were me... I would never get on a boat again. So, if you want to discuss hysteria and delusions, the long-standing effects of religion on governing bodies, or the worst job that you have ever had, 
please feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys.